0: You're listening to The Whatcom Report, a Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce program in partnership with KGMI.
1: You're listening to The Whatcom Report, a Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce program in partnership with KGMI. And I'm your host, Gina Stark, with the Port of Bellingham, your regional economic partner. You know, I don't often bring back guests, um, but this topic is really special and it's worth having a repeat performance. A few months back, I shared with you, and we had a conversation with three amazing women who had a dream. After the loss, hurt, and devastation that many of us felt after too many deaths of our black and brown brothers and sisters, like Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey, and George Floyd, they looked around our community and asked, is our community safe for everyone? Is everyone accepted for who they are? As they are? Are kids going to school without fear? And the answer was no. So they started a journey to build a rocket ship called the Whatcom County Race Equity Commission. And these amazing women have brought many of us on that journey with them. And who are these amazing women, you ask? Now, Councilwoman Christina Michelle Martin, Su Ling Zhao, Program Director, and Heather Flaherty, Executive Director of the Checking Up Foundation. And on October 11th, the county council had a public hearing and passed a resolution to create the Whatcom County Race Equity Commission. And today I have with me Heather and Sue to talk about the significance of the resolution passing, how we got here, and what is next. So folks, grab a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and let's settle in for a great conversation.
3: my first lesson in hard work came from my dad a union pipe fitter he started his own business out of our garage when I was five years old he didn't go to a four-year college but was able to support his family because he worked hard and because he had a great education through an apprenticeship I'm Joe Timmons and I'm running for the legislature because I believe everyone deserves the opportunity to succeed in our community before students leave high school they should have enough career and technical education to access living wage jobs without having to go to a four-year college costs are rising and families are struggling to afford food, gas, and housing. My own family's rent went up 35% last year, right here in Wacom County. Health care costs are also way too high. That's why I want to work with both parties to lower costs for Washington families, especially those high prices for prescription drugs. I'm the only pro-choice candidate in this race, and I am proud to be endorsed by Planned Parenthood. Women, not politicians, should make their own health care decisions. I'm Joe Timmons, and I ask for your vote. Paid for by Vote Joe Timmons Democrat.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to The walk Report, a Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce program in partnership with KGMI. And I'm your host, Gina Stark. Well, all right, guys. I have two amazing, amazing guests. I have Su-Ling Zhao and Heather Flaherty. We are going to be talking about the Race Equity Commission, Um, guys. It it passed. The resolution passed. Yeehaw! Right? Yeah. Yes. Big night a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I guess the the first question is, what's the significance? I mean, a, a resolution. For a commission, I think when I first met you guys, I'm like, we're going to do a resolution. I was like, whoa, we're getting serious. We need a resolution. So talk about the significance of that. It's a big deal.
4: That's a really big deal. Sue, do you want to share? I mean,
1: I think that there's some really interesting things that
5: came out of the process of developing a racial equity commission, right? So what we did was we passed A law here in our legislative body in the Whatcom County Council to establish the Whatcom Racial Equity Commission as an advisory body here in our area and the thing that is really significant about that is that now that is entered into our county code it is law we are establishing this um, mechanism for community members to engage in our civic discourse and in our processes and to specifically have the conversation around racial equity in Whatcom County and That's awesome, but what's extra awesome about this whole process is that community members were the ones drafting this ordinance. That's what makes it particularly unique, and on the night of the public hearing, we had two and a half hours of public comment, Wow! and (laughs) full county council (laughs) chambers, and definitely some people who were there in opposition, some people who were there in support, but what we had was a really robust community conversation, even in that space. Which was kind of that last step of, you know, two years
1: of community conversation. It was a really magnificent thing to see. Yeah, and I think, you know, I wanted to kind of point something out because there's no me that, my whole life has been dedicated to community engagement and, and civic engagement. That this was an ordinance that community members put pinned to paper. It, this wasn't a government drafted. It was a Community pen to paper, and I just want to say hats off to you and all that were involved in in crafting um, this, so um, can you just kind of highlight some of the, the little bits and pieces out of out of the ordinance to kind of highlight you um, know we'll talk a little bit more also, but a little bit about what the race equity commission will will do,
4: yeah, actually. Uh, Yes, Gina, we can go over the ordinance. But I wonder, too, if maybe it's helpful to start with um, a little more about where the commission even came from. If we could just do a quick 30-second history. Um, I think what's significant to me about this passing is that um, in May of 2020, our community demanded from local government that we do something about inequities and disparities that we see um, based on race. And Su Ling Zhao and now Bellingham City Councilwoman Christina Michelle Martins were asking really important questions. And that's all they were doing was asking questions. Can we see the data? What is happening in Whatcom County? And we actually didn't have answers. And that led to this idea of can we create a body that can ask those questions and help get those answers so that we can even just understand what is happening locally and do we have different outcomes based on race? Do we see that, you know, bail is disparately impacting different populations or, and we, we have some of that, right? Like we saw in Mm -hmm. COVID, we saw disparate rates. Um, We see that in mental health and anxiety and depression, and even in our kindergarten readiness data. Um, And so we went on this two year really deep journey of research and talking with community members and and all of that collaboration has been distilled into this ordinance before us. So I wanted to just share a little bit of that um, to remind our community where this even came from. Um, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, no, which is actually good because I guess you know, thank you because I, I I get so excited, you know, I just about this and I was like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? So, which kind of really, you know, because I know upon your looks and your analysis and even all through this process, um, you you got the the question of like, well, why do we even need a race equity commission? Like, aren't there tons of other nonprofits or you know whatever out there that that does this work? So. You know, can you, can you share that with us of why we need this Race Equity Commission?
5: So just thinking about it, um, there is a lot of data that Heather was able to cite. In, um, in, our, in community health, we see disparities when we look at data disaggregated by race. So when we separate racial uh, race and ethnic groups out and we look at a specific measure at the same time, when we don't do that, we can definitely craft policies that may not necessarily be reaching every population. And so one of my favorite examples that I've been thinking about a lot this year is um, the suffragette movement, right? So women's right to vote, passing that amendment, getting women the right to vote. And women did have the right to vote. All women, according according to that amendment, should have had the right to vote. But because we are not also looking at policy through a lens of race... We did not impact the policies that barred Asian, indigenous, Latino, Mm -hmm. Hispanic, black women from voting. And so it took until, you know, 1952 for someone who is of my ethnicity, who is a woman, to be able to vote. It took until 1965 for black women to be able to vote. Mm -hmm. And if you are not an English language speaker, it took until 1975 for it to be required that these kinds of documents are translated into other languages. And so if we don't look at policy from a perspective of also seeing how uh, we need to craft it to impact different race race and ethnic groups, then we could be making really great policy that doesn't necessarily apply to everyone. And that's a really unfortunate thing. And so these kinds of bodies where we take the time to say, hey, what's impacting the data? What impacts these different communities? Are there things that we might have to fine tune or do slightly differently in order to make sure that we're having equitable outcomes, uh, they're important. And there's work that can be done at the local level. This may be a national issue. This may be a global issue. This may be a statewide issue. It's a regional issue. And it's impacting our neighbors and our friends right here. So it's worth the work.
1: Oh, yeah, it's absolutely worth the work. Heather, did you want to add any, anything on from your perspective? Well, I think that um,
4: what is exciting to me is that it really creates this Um, official space where um, government can work in partnership and allow community to continue to lead and inform those policies and make sure that they are effective for the the entire population. Um, And that's really exciting to have that established and to have that historic vote. And I'm excited about the possibilities ahead with those with those barriers being broken down to civic participation.
1: Yeah, it is really exciting. And so, folks, we have to take our first break, but we are just getting started. So take this chance to fill your coffee or your tea, and we will be right back.
6: My name is Marcus Fierta, and I manage a small business here in Whatcom County called Western Solar. Every day I see firsthand the impact good jobs have on the lives of people. Sharon Shoemake is an economist and a mom who brings practical, real life experience to the state Senate.
1: I became an economist to help people. Now I'm running for state Senate to fix our broken housing market, create jobs, lower taxes on working people and build an economy that works for everyone.
6: Paid for by people for Sharon Democrats. Want to save 25% on your utility bill guaranteed? Call Clean Air. They're the only local heating company to offer a 25% utility savings guarantee. Plus, when you install a new Lennox system with Clean Air, you'll make no payments until 2023 when you finance your new Lennox system for as little as $132 a month and receive up to $1,200 in rebates on the complete ultimate comfort system. Don't get stuck with another winter of high energy bills. Call CleanAir.com. See dealer for details.
2: Generosity pays, and West Edge Credit Union wants to encourage a little generosity. Now through the end of the year, receive an extra quarter-point discount off your interest rate on any car, truck, or motorcycle loan from West Edge, and no payments for 90 days when you donate $25 to a local charity. Now that's a win-win. Offer valid through December 31st on approved credit. See West Edge for details. West Edge Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA, on the corner of James and Alabama, online at westedgecu.org. Relive your favorites every day on Bellingham's newest radio station, 98.9 and AM 930 KBAY. Kick off your workday with the 9 a.m. Music Marathon. Over an hour of commercial-free classics. Hit after hit from your favorite artists all day, every day. And the broadcast sponsor of the Bellingham Bells. Listen live online, 98.9kbay.com. Join the fun and be a part of Bellingham's newest radio station, 98.9 and AM 930 KBAY.
5: The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to the Welcome Report, at Bellingham Regional Chamber program in partnership with KGMI. And uh, I've been talking with Heather and Sue, the co-founders of the Race of City Commission, And we were just talking um, about, you know, the need for the Race Equity Commission because many would say, oh, we don't need it. Bill and Hammond-Walk is just fine. We're very liberal. We understand. We love everybody. We want everything to be equal. We don't need to include race in the name. It's all good. So, you know, and and so they were just sharing with us that it is very well needed in this in this community and that this is a big significant big big step for for us. Um and I think the the other question that I was leading into um is, you know, do we have other groups that do this work? And you know, I know Heather, your you know, the Chuckanut Foundation has been instrumental in that in this field. But again, dealing specifically with race is not what, what the Foundation does. So, I guess there's two parts for both of you is, is what's the Foundation's role in this, which has been amazing, and, and do we really have anyone else in our community that specifically looks at the impact of, of race, and discrimination, and, and policies that impact in our community? That was a lot, sorry. <laughs> yeah,
4: that's a, that's a great question. I can answer a little bit about why the foundation engaged in this work. Um, so the Chuckanut Health Foundation, we are working every day. I work every day. I take this very seriously. Our vision statement is every child gets a healthy start in Whatcom County, and every person receives the care they need throughout their lifetime. And as a foundation, we're looking at data all the time about who is not getting a healthy start and who is not receiving that care that they need. And as Sue mentioned, when you disaggregate our data by race, you can disaggregate data by all sorts of ways, gender, income, education status. Um, And when you look at it by race and income too, You see differences in who's experiencing, who is getting that healthy start, and who is getting the care they need throughout their lifetime, and what their health outcomes are. So we had a commitment to uh, what is called in our field health equity, and that's removing barriers and obstacles um, to provide better opportunities for health for everybody, and really looking at disparities and wanting to close those gaps. Um, And then, and we've had that commitment for quite a while, but then May 2020 happened, and the murder of George Floyd happened, and my board, just like everybody else, was, there's not even a word, outraged, catalyzed, in disbelief, um, angry, and wanting to do something to deepen our commitment. And it was sort of a... I think, personally, a magical Whatcom County moment where there was a tipping point of a lot of people saying we have to do better. And what I love about Whatcom County is that we are a community where we always think we can do better. And we do. We come together (laughs) and we make it happen. We do do that. (laughs) Yeah, we're at a scale. We can do that. So at the same time, Um, Christina, Michelle Martin, Su Ling Zhao were out in the community as activists and organizers and supporting people um, with just in the moment and asking these really important questions of our prosecutor. Um, Executive Sadu and Mayor Fleetwood hosted their listening sessions as well, and many community members came out to say, here's all the things you need to work on and do better. And... Um, Chuck and, uh, engaged in that conversation. We called Christina and Sue and said, we want to support you and what you're doing. Um, Prosecutor Richie was a part of that, too. And it just sort of was one of those, like, magical moments of we need a commission. Actually, there's a great origin story that Sue can share <laughs> where that idea came from. So long story short, our role has been to support the work of those um, of Sue and Christina, the leaders of this Um, and really design something in partnership with the community, or pardon me, in partnership with the government, but community-led, and open whatever doors that we possibly could to allow that possibility, um, and to provide the funding to to make that work happen. Um, So that's a little background on why Chuckanut, but do you want to... <laughs> I, can to, yeah, I, can, I can do the yeah. origin story real quick. Okay. <laughs> so, um, in the summer of 2020,
5: Christina and I were organizing a lot and organizing with a myriad of different groups and other community members. And we were uh, also having conversations regularly with uh, then Chief of Police Dahl, um, former Chief of Police uh, Flo Simon, and Claudia Murphy, also about kind of the experiences of our community members. Um, interacting with law enforcement in Bellingham. And we got the opportunity to sit down with Prosecutor Richie. And over the course of our conversations, we were coming to this point where we realized that the conversation around the criminal justice system can't be the only conversation we're having, right? Someone Mm -hmm. comes in contact with the criminal justice system on the worst days of their life. But there are so many opportunities and so many instances before that point that there can be preventative interventions that there can be care that's given that there can be consideration that's given and kindness um, and so when we look at the spectrum of life up to that point we made a decision in our conversation with prosecutor Richie to say you know there's more stuff out there like we want to we want to see the data in the criminal justice system locally, sure. And we see these other problems. We see our healthcare system. We heard from our students in our schools. We heard from our community members about access to food, nutrition, even the lack of sidewalks in our more racially diverse neighborhoods. Yeah. And our so trees.
0: Our
1: trees, the lack yeah. of trees. Lack of trees, parks.
5: Parks. Yeah. And so with all that in mind, we were talking to him, and he just happened to have a meeting with the um, Commission on Domestic and Sexual Violence coming up. And he said, well, this is what that commission does. It sounds like you need one of those. And I said, well, can I have one of those, (laughs) but for racial equity? And he said, I don't see why not. Which, if you've ever met Prosecutor Richie, that is the most Prosecutor Mm -hmm. Richie response. I don't see why not. (laughs) Um,
1: And So so true.
5: And so I think that that's a really important thing to just note, though, I called Holly Huffman afterwards and said, hey, this thing, and she said, well, duh, that feels like a well, duh, <laughs> um, which is also the most Holly thing that it could is be very said. very much so a Holly thing. But with all that in mind, no one said no. Mm-hmm. No one said that your idea was an absolute impossibility, that it would never work. Mm. They kept the door open for exploration and to continue building together. And that's something that I feel like is a rarity. And it's something that if we can honor it more, we'll wind up with better solutions in the future. So even in the formation of this you know, eight-page document that is a culmination of thousands of people marching, hundreds of people participating in process, and 35 people putting pen to paper and collecting data and being in conversation for hundreds of hours over the course of two years, what it is is forming a table that says, I don't see why not. And what if this does work and how do we move this forward as a community? So that's, you know, it's hard to think of thousands of perspectives in eight pages of single spaced. <laughs> I'm going to call this um, aerial font. <laughs> uh, on an eight and a half. It looks aerial, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's what it really is. is yeah. It's just saying, I don't see why not
1: yeah. as a community. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is beautiful. And that is perfect. And on that perfect note, we will uh, take another break, and we will be right back. My name is Monica Mahal, and I'm a pediatrician here in Whatcom County. I'm one of over 100 local nurses and doctors voting yes for Whatcom Kids. A child's brain develops most dramatically during the first five years. The Children's Fund, on our ballots, expands childcare options and supports kids and families of all backgrounds, including our most vulnerable. So join me and vote yes for Prop 5, the Children's Fund.
2: Paid for by Yes for Whatcom Kids, Top 5 Donors, Chuck Nett Health Foundation, Children's Funding Accelerator, Lydia Place, Patty Imhoff, and Imco Construction. You know, when I was younger, I thought retirement would be boring. But now that we're living at Meadow Green's retirement, I'm out on my cart taking full advantage of the complimentary unlimited golf play all week long. So... I'm having the time of my life. Meadow Green's active senior living community will change how you think
1: about senior living. Located on a premier golf course with spectacular views. Meadow Green's offers a fitness center, wellness programs, tailored social and recreational activities, and unlimited golf play with cart at Homestead Golf Club. One and two bedroom apartments with full kitchens are available, offering the freedom of eating in or enjoying a social meal at the Outward 9 restaurant or the Duck Hook Bistro. And Meadow Green's can be of help when it's time to transition from an independent apartment to assisted living. Call Meadow Greens today to arrange a private tour at 354-8200 and online at meadowgreenslinden.com. The grass is always greener at Meadow
2: Greens.
7: Staying connected with your community each Saturday at noon with KGMI's Community Connection as local business leaders their expert advice. Sponsored by
5: Dewey Griffin Subaru. Ferndale Downtown Association, Lydia Place, UA Local 26, and Lorraine's Window Coverings.
7: Community Connection, Saturdays at noon on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We don't have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city, but sometimes things happen to snarl everything up depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI traffic alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are. And if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790-965-FM and KGMI.com.
6: I'm Deanna Haraluk. I'm here to keep you informed with the morning news from 6 to 9 a.m. But even with all that time in the morning, there's still so many things I want to talk about. You know, beyond the morning news. And now I have the chance to give you exactly that. Head on over to KGMI.com mornings for extended conversations on everything that might not be making headlines. My thoughts on travel, food, music, and, hey, maybe a little bit of culture. Beyond the Morning News updates every Tuesday on KGMI.com mornings
3: what the
0: The hardwood
4: the carpeting everything's soaked
3: the pipes must have burst we better call
7: swans if you have water damage call swans clean care and restoration first they work with all major insurance companies and their new infrared thermal imaging technology enables them to detect hidden problems before they cause more damage swans is the water damage experts they even offer ceiling drying for roof leaks so call swans today or visit them online at swans The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio.
2: A properly operating furnace will guarantee that you stay comfortable as the seasons change. Contact West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electric for a system inspection today at westmechanical.net.
7: Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com.
1: Welcome back, you're listening to The and Report, a Bellingham Regional Chamber Program in partnership with KTMI. And I'm your host, Gina Stark, and we've been having an amazing conversation with Sue Ling Zhao, the Program Director for the Race Equity Commission, and Heather Flaherty, who is the Executive Director of the Chuckanut Foundation. And um, we've just been talking about the history of why this was a dream and how it started to come to fruition the importance of it the need of it and ladies um i think this this next question i wanted to to talk to you about and kind of ask you um you know because you talk about oh you know we got community input and you had the community pen to paper i'm just hearing this little voice in my head that that others might be thinking of like Well, did you handpick those voices? Did you just talk to the voices that agreed with you? Or, you know, who did you talk to? You know, did you... I'll just leave it at that. I'll just leave it at that. Who did you guys talk to? What kind of conversations did you have with folks out in the community? So you Mm -hmm. have to share my very favorite thing. Oh, please, Sue. Please share. About...
5: About the focus groups and how. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So please share. Over the course of our process with our 35 stakeholders, so these stakeholders, they did apply to join and we were able to bring them together to actually do the pen to paper work. They also developed a community outreach process through a focus group process. So they wrote the questions. We had different focus groups, and some of those were affinity groups by race or for our faith leaders in our community, for people who are from different um, cities across the county, for people who are invested in business, um, and so on and so forth. We had 32 focus groups. over the course Law, of
4: enforcement, course. Law enforcement. Law enforcement.
5: Parents. Parents. Our prosecutor's office and our public defenders. So we had that spectrum of the criminal justice system present. We had mental health um, providers also in the conversation. Educators. Educators, superintendents. It was incredible to hear that many different perspectives in Whatcom County. And in one focus group, uh, as I was reading the questions, which in a focus group process, you have to read the same questions. And that allows for the kind of rigor that lets us do the necessary analysis so we know that we're getting something consistent. Um, in our study of the conversation. So I read the question in one focus group. And a participant literally laughed at me, uh, you know, out of five out of four questions, um, because (laughs) they seem like the dumbest possible questions that I could be asking. Can cultural awareness fix systemic racism or structural violence or systems of oppression. Like that was absolutely, absolutely hilarious because to that person, that question did not push hard enough, that it was not um, challenging enough. It didn't challenge the system enough because cultural awareness doesn't necessarily fix anything that's in policy. It doesn't change a piece of legislation. It doesn't end something, a family that's experiencing hunger or family separation or anything like that. And I totally get that. And it was awesome to get laughed at in that room. And then I went into another room, um, and these are all Zoom rooms because all of this was over Zoom. Uh, And another person said, this is not how my community talks about this issue. This is not um, what resonates with me. This language is too progressive. It's too far to the left. It is, I need you to learn to speak a different language to reach my community. And as a facilitator, I heard that and I was like, that's awesome. That's really great feedback to let me know how I can show up for this community. And as someone who's conducting a process, when I have someone literally laughing at me and someone saying I'm speaking a foreign language and both of them are represented in our data, that means that we've hit, even though people are opting in, we've hit either side of at least that spectrum. It lets us know that people who disagree with us were in the conversation and people who may agree in the cause but disagree with us with not pushing hard enough, we're also in the conversation, right? Because once we get down to the core values, we're all kind of on a similar page. We love our neighbor. We want to be our brother's and sister's keeper. But, you know, are we pushing hard enough or are we pushing too hard? And having both those perspectives in the room was delightful. Um, (laughs) Utterly delightful.
4: (laughs) And for the record, for anyone who's listening, you can actually see the entire report of this qualitative analysis. It's on Whatcom County's uh, Legistar website, Um, and you can see the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comments and feedback from community members. Dr. John Korsmo did the analysis for us. He said it was the most exhaustive qualitative community report he's ever seen done in Whatcom County. And when he gave public comment the night of the public hearing, he said he actually listened to all of the hours of discussion. They were recorded and he, you know, he he did the analysis. He said, any kind of disagreement you're hearing in this public hearing tonight, I heard it times 50 in the focus groups. So you can be assured that all opinions were quite well represented in the report and in our analysis.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I'm sure it was fascinating, but I'm sure at some point it got extremely exhaustive because that's one thing that I think Whatcom County is amazing at is uh, providing their input and um, providing their voice when it's about something that they care about. And so and it's and it is good that, you know, again, that you guys you you did. You heard from all perspectives and from all lanes of left and right and in between and and. you know, got very in perspectives and worked really, really hard hard at that. Um, so I, in, in that, you know, um, what were other challenges in, in the process? And I know, again, having kind of ridden this rocket ship with you, but not in the same seat as you. I know that there were a few. So um, what, what were some of the other challenges through this, through this process? I mean, it was over Zoom. Yeah, let's start there. Let's just start
5: there. I feel like I I definitely need some corrective eyewear after that volume of Zoom meetings. But then again, I feel like that's pretty universal for anyone who was trying to work over (laughs) the last couple of years. And community building and trust building over Zoom is a wild ride. And it's really hard to do. But it was something that we intentionally engaged in. Oh, man. I feel like where to
1: begin I, I don't
5: even stop? know where to begin <laughs> with the challenges. I during the public hearing, that was two and a half hours of comment. And then over the discourse with the council, um, I remember council member Ellen Boss asking us, um, did you hear from that other side and what were those conversations like? And I got to talk with him a little bit more. And to be honest, some of the hardest conversations I think I've had were over the course of this process, whether that be Um, listening to someone's story who has been so deeply hurt, um, listening to someone's story um, where them or their child has experienced something that is absolutely grotesque in our own community and thinking to myself, I raise my kids here. Mm
3: -hmm.
5: And we don't get to raise our kids um, in isolation from the rest of their community, right? So if one of their classmates is feeling this hurt, and they're friends with that classmate or they're around that classmate, they're also there hurting with them. And if we're raising compassionate and kind children, they're aware of what's happening to the other people in the room with them. And so that was um, heartbreaking at times. And then there also was really rigorous discourse about, you know, does this belong at the government level? Does this mm-hmm. Is this the conversation the government should be having? And I think... Where a lot of the disagreement came in, and i don 't even think this is um i don 't know if this is actually a partisan issue. I think we get told a lot that it is. I think we get told a lot that we can 't be unified and work as it relates to race. Um, I think that where we find ourselves diverging is often where how do we do the thing. Mm-hmm right? Is this something that we should be doing in community groups in our churches and our community centers and with our communities and our neighbors and a block party? Or is this something that we do at the government level where we address policy? And the smart thing about this is it is all about that public-private collaboration, this partnership. So community members have a table that's built for them to collaborate with government. We don't have to have an either or scenario. We can have an and. And that was what was intentionally built into the language of this ordinance. We're building with an and because we don't need to continue being divided in this conversation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. And um, again, on that beautiful note, you you just know how to just bring in that closing. I love it. Um, We're going to have to take another short
0: break, but we will be right
2: back. His commitment to Northwest Washington dates back five generations.
0: Our Congressman Rick Larson.
2: Brought up in a family of eight kids, Rick was raised with a value of hard work.
0: The same way Rick and his wife Tia raised their own two boys.
2: Larson understands the pressures facing families when it comes to the rising cost of living.
0: And why he just passed the new Inflation Relief Act that starts lowering costs by reducing prescription drug prices for Washington seniors. And
2: caps insulin costs at $35. Rick sees the big picture. That's why he just helped pass bipartisan legislation bringing semiconductor manufacturing back to America.
0: Larson's bill eases supply chain issues and needs more good paying jobs, all while lowering prices on cars and electronics. Common sense, practical solutions for working families and local business. That's always been Rick's approach to making a difference for growing our local economy.
2: Rick Larson, Congress. I'm Rick Larson and I approve this message.
0: Paid for by citizens to elect Rick Larson. So,
7: the bidder 126. The November consignment equipment auction at Meridian Equipment and Laurel is now active online through the 12th of November. Visit MeridianEquipment.com today to check out the extensive selection of current auction items and place your bid. Bids will be accepted through Saturday, November 12th. Meridian Equipment, selling and servicing new and used farm and light industrial equipment for over 70 years. Open weekdays from 8 to 5 and Saturdays from 8 till noon on Guide Meridian and Laurel or online at MeridianEquipment.com. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to The Wacom Report. The Bellingham Regional Chamber Program in partnership with KJMI. And this morning, I've had a wonderful time talking to Heather, the Executive Director of the Chucknut Foundation, and Susan, who is... Uh, Program director of the Race Equity Commission. I guess I can tell you that. I guess the founder of the Race Equity Commission. I feel <laughs> that
5: there's probably, you know, roughly 100 founders of the commission. Mm-hmm. Like, with all the people that laid their hands on this process, like, if I would be thrilled if we had, you know, a couple hundred founders out there in Whatcom County, which we do if they're willing to accept. Um, I mean, the Peter Parker with great power comes great responsibility <laughs> moment of having that, having made that impact in Whatcom County. We have so many people who are part of this process. Um, so I will accept co-founder, but I want to make sure that those other like hundred people also accept co-founder.
1: I, I think they, they, they will. Um, so thank you for sharing that honor. <laughs> so um I, now comes, um I think the, the meat of the matter, what will this, Amazing. Race Equity Commission, do. And then let's also want to make sure before we run out of time is because this is still a community led um, a group, how will folks be able to engage now that we have this ordinance? So let's kind of g- start there and kind of end with engagement as always. Begin and end, and always mm-hmm. engagement.
7: i was just just staring at each
3: other (laughs) that's
5: wishful thinking to guide us in eight minutes of conversation (laughs) we're gonna do our best (laughs) to answer all those questions (laughs) and stay on time um so this is an advisory body in our local government what that means is they have the ability to be uh, support for our folks in county government and also in the city of Bellingham, because the city of Bellingham is going to be looking at an interlocal agreement with the county that commits them to also receiving recommendations from the body. And that vote is on November 7th. This is an advisory body. They do not enforce and they do not legislate, but they help provide some clarity on the issue that is central to their work, where they're the experts in the field. And so this group um, will look at disaggregated data by race. They'll look at qualitative data. So qualitative data is the numbers. So those are the charts and things like that that we usually see when we look. Quantitative? Thank you.
1: <laughs> I was say what? I'm...
5: Okay, cool. Other way around. So qualitative, uh, <laughs> quantitative data is the numbers and all those things that we see in the chart. Thank you, Heather. And qualitative data is the story. So we're looking at things like our focus group data. And then this group will say, here's kind of our areas where we wanna do some work. Here's where we want to be making some recommendations. Here's some strategic plans that we think will help kind of shift what we're seeing in the data. And here's how we're going to measure that as we go. And we're going to make sure that we publish the progress on that every single year for the community. And we report back to county government and the city of Bellingham. So that way there's accountability baked in. And the table will be populated by our community members, right? right? So just like any other advisory board that has an area of expertise that community members come together to provide insight on to inform policies at our local level, that is exactly what this commission is doing. And it's looking at data disaggregated by race. So the only anomaly here is that we have The data that we're looking at being related to racial equity and that it has other accountability mechanisms like reporting, like looking at data, like having to have metrics baked into any strategic plan or strategic initiative moving forward so that way the community and our local government can hold those plans accountable and look at the efficacy of them. Uh, As someone who literally read every single establishing <laughs> ordinance for every county board task force and commission in our county code and looked at every single code that's basically what all of our advisory bodies do this one just looks at race
1: right and i do want to actually kind of point out because you had mentioned the city of bellingham but you've had many conversations with all of our other cities all of our small cities so this isn't just a county or a bellingham thing You've, you guys have, you know, engaged with many of our others, wonderful small cities.
4: Yeah, I think, Sue, you've done quite a bit of that engagement. But one of my favorite things about the interlocal agreement is that there's um, hope and expectation that our small cities sign on to be a part of that. And, um, Sue, you've reported back from some of those small city meetings about a lot of the interest and, um, optimism from, you can, you can share more about that.
5: I mean, over the course of our process, we had people engaged in it from every single county district and every one of our cities. And then on top of that, we met with folks who are in office and elected officials in those areas. And there is some hope and optimism about, you know, that this work of this commission could have value to their, their constituents. Right. So If there were issues, say, in the East County, uh, North County, after the floods, who's getting the resources that they need to rebuild? And is there a difference in the experience when we look at race? And sure, we might come up with a solution um, that also benefits people from our white communities. But that's not a problem. If everybody is winning with the solution that maybe makes it easier, increases access for communities of color, I mean, I'm... I'm, I'm down with that, right? <laughs> yeah, like, we good. just want everyone to have access. It's curb cut theory in a nutshell. You know, we have curb cuts in our sidewalk. And sure, they're there to increase accessibility so people can come up from the roadway onto the sidewalk and walk safely through our neighborhoods. And they're there for people with mobility issues who may be using mobility devices. And moms with strollers use them. I know for me, sometimes when I'm running in the morning and I'm a little clumsier because it's early and I'm not quite awake yet, I love that curb cut (laughs) because it means I'm not stepping down into a puddle right when I step (laughs) up the sidewalk. Everybody uses those. You have your people with little red wagons and their toddlers. So what we're doing is we're looking at how do we curb cut our policy um, and how do we make sure that there's always that access for everyone to receive uh, the care that they need in Whatcom County.
1: It's perfect. You know what? I ne- I've never heard that analogy before. I, I'm gonna use that. I love that analogy. So with that being said, how can people engage um, now that our ordinance has passed? What, what's next? I can next? take that.
4: Um, yeah, um, the, what's next is the uh, Whatcom County will be working on an RFP, I understand, uh, request for proposal um, for a permanent fiscal sponsor for this work. Um, and and at that point, there will be opportunity for people to apply to be on the commission and engage that way. And uh, and it's going to be very exciting. Uh, that process will be amazing. Um, so in the meantime, you can go to the Chucknet Health website. Uh, you can sign up to be on the email list. And um, and there's a lot to your question earlier about the work in the community. There's a, so much amazing, incredible work happening that is community-based. Um, so many organizations that are are addressing these issues too, and um, we can help you get in touch with many of them. Um, so just because the process is within the government at this point, um, that doesn't mean there's less opportunity to be involved. Would you, what would you add, Sue?
5: I mean, I would also add that Civic participation is super important. It's one of the things that I feel viscerally at my core that when we engage in our policymaking and when we can all engage, we get better outcomes um, and a healthier democracy. And so there will be an opportunity for folks to apply to be a part of this commission, sure. But there are so many vacancies on other boards, task forces, and commissions. So if you feel called to serve and engage in work, check those vacancies out. If you Mm -hmm. want to get involved right now, please do it. Um, Be that person that steps into the conversation and says, I'm going to bring the expertise of my lived experience to the table so that way I can roll up my sleeves and collaborate with other people in my community. And sure, you can absolutely, and I hope (laughs) you do, apply for the Racial Equity Commission. But there's also other opportunities, and I just want to highlight that too. Yeah,
1: And really quickly, the Checking Out Foundation's uh, web address foundation.org. Awesome. And with that, we're going to take a break.
6: Hi, I'm Dan Johnson running for state representative. With increased crime, the cost of living, and students falling behind, our state is heading in the wrong direction. This November, you decide where we go from here. As your next state representative, I will fix these issues. Instead of defunding police and releasing dangerous criminals from prison, I will support law enforcement and give them back the tools they need to keep dangerous criminals off the street. Rather than add more taxes that increase the cost of living, I'll vote to cut property taxes, sales tax, and the gas tax. If you hear this and think, I could sure use a break right now, I'm right there with you because you won't get this from my opponent. My opponent works directly for Governor Jay Inslee. We can't afford another two years of more anti police laws, higher gas taxes, and more fees that add to the cost of living. If you want something different out of Olympia, you need someone who will vote differently in Olympia. I'm Dan Johnson, and I would be honored to be your next state representative. Paid for by Vote Dan Johnson. Want to win big? We're celebrating 50 years at Barron. Join us this Friday at our Ferndale showroom. Hi, I'm John Barron, owner of Barron Heating, AC, Electrical, and Plumbing. And I'm Brad Barron, fourth generation here at Barron. Since 1972, our customers have been the heart of our business. We'd like to invite you to join us Friday, November 4th, from 11 to 1 at our Ferndale showroom. Enjoy a bite to eat, cake, games, prizes, and more. Plus, get an extra entry for our big prize, 5,000 Barron bucks towards any Barron service or installation.
2: We love this community and want to celebrate with savings on solar, generators, plumbing, air duct cleaning, and more. Plus, save 20% on services like annual maintenance as a Silver Shield member. And five people will win 5,000 Baron
6: bucks towards any Barron service or installation. Book now through November 30th to be entered to win. From all of us at Baron, thank you. We look forward to serving you for years to come. Baron Heating,
7: AC, electrical, and plumbing. Our mission, improving lives. No purchase necessary. Visit BaronHeating.com for details.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to the Walk Report of Bellingham Regional Chamber Program in partnership with KJMI. And I've had the uh, amazing honor and pleasure of being your host, Gina Stark, with the Port of Bellingham. And um, I've had two amazing guests, not only guests, but I call them dear friends, Ava Clary with the Checkin' at Health Foundation, and Sue Ling Sao. Who is the co founder of the Race Equity Commission? Ladies, thank you, thank you so much for being here with me this morning. Um, I appreciate your time, your dedication, your wisdom, um, and what you are doing for this community. I think, and I know that our future generations are going to have a much better community for the work that you guys are doing. Not only with the Race Equity Commission, but Heather for you and the Chuckanut Foundation, and Sue, the many other things that you do for our community. So I appreciate that. Um, and listeners, I want to thank you for joining me again um, this morning. Um, you know, race is 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 a thing that we do need to talk about it's it's like money it's hard to talk about with our kids and our future generations and our neighbors um, but it's something that we need to talk about we need to talk about it so we can ensure that we have an equitable community for for everyone um, regardless of who they are and and that's a community that I know you all want to live in and I know that's a community that I want to live in because Whatcom County is beautiful it's one of the most beautiful places Um, not only in the United States, but really of of the world. And I know that when we find that common goal and when we join together, that we are amazing. And I know we can do this with the Race Equity Commission. So I appreciate all of you joining me and listening to me. And I hope that if you at least don't uh, sign up to be on the Race Equity Commission, that you'll at least support it. Um, follow it and then continually to be civically engaged in our community because that's how we continue to be amazing. So until next time, stay healthy and stay happy.